Good morning, uh, and turn in your Bibles, if you have them, to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, but I, but I want to go ahead and warn you, we won't be staying in Luke chapter 1 the whole time. We'll, we'll be doing some Bible hopping today, as I say to the, the youth and college students. So we'll be kind of all over the place, so maybe if you're, if you're sitting on the couch, you may want to stand up real quick and stretch a little bit, okay? We don't want anybody pulling a hammy, trying to go through this, especially on Graduate Recognition Sunday. Um, but again, we're in Luke chapter 1. Uh, for any of you who have just joined us online, again, I'm Pastor Ryan Matherly. I'm the youth and college guy here, and it is Graduate Recognition Sunday. Um, and, and though we just honored our graduates virtually a few minutes ago, uh, I think we can all agree, whether you're a graduate or not, um, it's just not quite the same. This is obviously a very different Graduate Recognition Sunday certainly one that none of us were expecting. And I think that all of us in some way, right? Not just our graduates, but all of us are kind of in the same boat in that we certainly did not see this strange season coming. But I wanna remind you that we know and worship the God who did, who did see this coming and who is doing more in this time than we could possibly ask or imagine. Who is doing as Habakkuk 1.5 says, something in our days that we would not believe even if he told us. Let me speak directly to our graduates for a second, especially to those in high school and college, but, but to everyone. I know this is not the ending you had in mind. And yes, you will see in the coming months and years that you have so much life ahead of you, but the promise of a future doesn't diminish the importance of right now. Your graduation matters. This is a big milestone in your life, and it ended in such a strange way. And I'm so sorry for that. And I wish things were different. Right now for you, instead of conclusion, there is confusion. Instead of group pictures and celebrations, you have to talk to your friends mostly through Skype or FaceTime or Zoom. And you, as well as your teachers, have to stress over online learning and turning in assignments or not turning them in. You had to quickly clean out your dorm and leave many goodbyes unsaid. I know this is not what you wanted. This is not the finale that you or your parents or any of us had in mind. All of us, all of us, right, are feeling the strangeness and the strain of our time. And so as we get ready for a new season in, in kind of a, a new world, I want to encourage you this morning. And though I'm speaking to this group of graduates, let me speak to all of us, myself included, to anyone who finds themselves in a strange season where so many schedules and carefully laid plans have been flipped upside down. Let me encourage you in a couple places in scripture. First, Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 35. Luke chapter one, verse 26 through 35. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph 
of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, the angel said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation it was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and shall bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. To our graduates, I know this is not how you thought you would graduate. I know this is not the season of life that we planned or wanted. But I can also guarantee you that this is not the way Mary thought she would get pregnant. This is not the way she planned. This was not in any of the parenting books in Bethlehem that she had gotten, right? This event threw her life into craziness over the next nine months and well beyond that. Much like this season has thrown the last few months of our lives into craziness and uncertainty. And yet, now, now listen, yet in all the unexpected craziness of Mary's pregnancy, in Mary's interrupted plans, God was unfolding his perfect plan to save humanity. Graduates, ask your families, ask those who are older than you, and they'll tell you, and you'll see, during the strangest seasons of our lives, God is doing some of his deepest work. During the strangest seasons of our lives, God is doing some of his deepest work. Your generation is experiencing something totally new, which means your generation will also experience God's mercy and grace in such a special and unique way. And as your plans are canceled and lives interrupted, we, as all of our plans maybe are canceled and our lives are interrupted, we have to remember that no interruption can ever frustrate God's plan to save his people. Next up is Psalm 139, uh, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible and one of my favorite verses of the Bible, Psalm 139, verses 11 and 12. This is David speaking, Psalm 139, verses 11 through 12. And in the middle of strange and stressful seasons where we can't really see the light at the end of the tunnel, we really, I, I really encourage you to meditate on this. Psalm 139, 11 through 12, David speaking. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. And the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. It's one of my favorite verses of the Bible. 
David understands, now follow the logic of the verse. David understands that even when the world is dark and confusing to him, it is not dark and confusing to God. In the history of the universe, God has never said the words, "Uh uh-oh. And he will never say that about his plan for your life. To the graduates who are frustrated, to families who are stressed, to social distancing elderly members of our community who are feeling very lonely. Even now, in the middle of your darkness, God sees clear as day and he loves you. Whether you're an anxious graduate or you've been out of high school since the 60s, understand and take hope in the fact that the confusion raging around your life right now is not confusing to God. Take hope in the fact that the confusion raging around your life right now is not confusing to your God. In the midst of your frustration, God is closer than a brother and he is not frustrated. In the midst of our broken plans, take comfort in knowing his ways are going exactly as planned. And his love for you has not faltered in the slightest. What a difference it would make if we believe this. Next is John chapter 10, 28 through 30. John chapter 10, 28 through 30. This is Jesus speaking. So we've kind of taken a look at, you know, how the Lord is working in the big picture and the big plans, how it's all still on schedule. He's in total control. And not only can we take comfort from that, but let's go down to a personal level, just you and him, and take comfort in what the scripture says. John chapter 10, 28, 29. Here we go. Jesus says, And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. You hear that? No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. And I and the Father are one. This verse is so important for us to remember in the middle of constantly changing circumstances and uncertainty. Now, I'm speaking to all of us, but graduates in particular, and some of the adults, maybe you can remember this, but after graduation, right, we feel so unstable. The ground is is shaky and uncertain as we kind of question what comes next in life. For the first time ever, this part of our life is not really planned in advance. As you walk through that strange season, as you start to figure that out, as we all are walking through such a bizarre season, remember, Scripture tells us you are still in the palm of His hand. You are still right on schedule. He is in total control of your life. PVN, listen, that's good news for all of us. As we walk in this season of uncertainty together, we are in the steady, certain hand of our God. Lastly, Romans 8, 
38 to 39. Romans 8, 38 to 39. One of the best parts of scripture in all of the Bible. If I can even say it like that, it's all great. This one is awesome. Romans 8, 38 to 39. Paul says this. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now the Bible is timeless. That's part of its beauty, right? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The Bible is timeless, but let me put that into terms for our day. For I am convinced that neither confusion nor fear nor broken plans nor uncertainty nor sickness or disease nor heartbreak or politics nor poverty or foolishness or frustration will ever be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Listen to me. In a time while we are all social distancing, remember Jesus Christ is as close to us as he has ever been. And no ruined summer plans, no job loss, no hospital bed, will ever get the last word over your life. That belongs to God. And his love for us is what drives our life. Disease does not define your life. Jesus's love for you defines your life. That's the driving force behind it all. COVID confusion and job loss does not define your life. Jesus' love for you gets the last word in your life. Graduates, God was in control when you were struggling through history or algebra, amen? God was there when you rear-ended that mailbox that just came out of nowhere while you were learning how to drive. And however he got you through it, he got you through it. And he's still on the throne today getting you through this right now. My prayer for high school and college and all graduates, my prayer for our entire church during this season is that the banner over our lives will not be, when's this going to be over? My prayer is that the banner over our lives every day of this season would be Genesis 50, 20. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. The world is dying, literally dying for a generation of high school and college students and adults and seniors who in the midst of all this craziness would say, I know God is working in hospitals, in government, in families, in my life, and I know he is because the Bible tells me he is. And I don't need anything else as proof. I don't need the perfect graduation. 
I don't need the perfect job. I don't even need perfect health because I have Jesus. The world needs graduates who can say, He is enough. Louis Giglio of Passion City Church said it best. I want you to listen to this. This is what he says. The greatest tragedy I can think of is someone who comes through medical care and survives a scare with COVID-19 and goes right back to a life that is without hope and without God and without purpose and without eternity, only to die in another season, in another day, without the Creator who made you for Himself. I can't wait for things to get back to normal. Well, one of the things Jesus may be showing you is that your normal does not include Him. Does our perfect college experience include Jesus Christ? And even if you're not a graduate, does our nice picket fence life honor the creator of the universe who sent his son to die so that we could live forever with him? C.S. Lewis tells us, God shouts to us in our pain. I know you're disappointed and confused, and I know this is not what you wanted. God knows that too, so run to him. In our darkest days, in our deepest sins, in a world that is constantly changing, Jesus Christ's love for us will not change. Let me close with this. I read uh, a Christian children's book a few months ago that you may want to get your hands on. It's called The Moon is Always Round by a man named Jonathan Gibson. And in the book, Jonathan was trying to figure out how he can teach his four-year-old son, four years old, how he can teach his four-year-old son the concept that God is always good no matter what happens. How do you teach a four-year-old that God is always good no matter what happens? This is what he says. Even when we cannot see the whole moon as it orbits the earth, the moon is always round. It's the same with God's goodness. There are times in our lives when things happen that make us question or doubt God's goodness. But just because we cannot always see God's goodness during difficult times, this does not mean that God is not good. God is always good, even though we cannot always see it. Just like the moon is always round, even when we cannot see all of it. When life is, is perfectly predictable and good, God is using those great days to draw you closer to Jesus Christ. And when life becomes unexpected and days are dark, God is at work using in those dark days to draw you closer to Jesus Christ. And from graduates 
to children, to the oldest members of our church, no matter what clouds obscure your view, the moon is always round. And God's love for you will never change.